0: Welcome to the gap. This is gap. They should have never gave you platform. Whip, 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 whip. Whip. Yeah, y'all like my singing? Well, if you don't, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna keep singing, (laughs) cause the kids love it. Yeah. What's good with y'all out there? I'm your host, Kamal. This is another episode of The Gab. You feel me? Ooh! Y'all the best audience out there. Look at it. If y'all watching, or if y'all listening, give yourself a goddamn hand clap. Yeah! I y'all. From the ugly, to the beautiful, to the in-betweeners. Ooh! I mean, you know, I got the kids watching now, too. I'm going to try to tone down the it, but uh, if it happens, it happens. All right? Look, for my tubers out there, YouTube has been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming, But I do need to tell y'all to sub and share. Sub and share for your boy. For my potters out there, though. Of course. Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. On all those platforms, all you got to do is type in either the Gab. Or Kamal Johnson, ENT. Bam! And I pop right up. ooh alright you All right. Y'all know the deal. So we're going to hop right into it. And everybody knew what happened. The whole world knew what happened yesterday when it came between Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars. Oh, my God! The slap around the country. But you know what? I'm not going to deep dive into that. You feel me? I'm going to use this moment to talk about, yes, there's a thing out there that is called NIGGA MOMENTS. Goddamn. That essentially what happened last night. A nigga moment. And when I mean nigga moment, they don't got to pertain to black people. That happened with white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, blue people, yellow people, orange people, white people, yellow people. Uh, what else? Yeah, all color people, niggas, all transformations of them. Y'all like, what the hell is a nigga moment? A nigga moment is basically when somebody acts out of impulse and not assess the situation of what's going on around them. And that's basically what happened last night. Now I ain't gonna deep dive into what what happened. You feel me? I'm gonna say that from my other my other show, the Serious Glare. Ooh, shameless plug. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, y'all go check that other show out too You feel me? I'm gonna get into deeper details of the situation But I want to talk about Nigga moments And how, you know Will Smith and Chris Rock You know I don't know if it's gonna really affect Will Smith that much But to other people Moments like these Can affect your life tremendously If you act off an of impulse And not understand what the hell is going on. It could either lead you dead. In jail. Broke as hell. A lot of lost relationships. Friendships. Kinships. All types of ships, nigga. The ship is going to sail. If you had these moments all the goddamn time. Now sometimes, I get it. You know, you got to act off impulse. Because some people just don't comprehend using your words And telling people. And having a conversation with them. But for the most part, these moments can be avoided, and there's no need for them. You feel me? Like, there be moments at times like, man, when when I grew up in Oakland, and I was in school and shit, and I see motherfuckers fight or somebody accidentally stepping on their shoes. Like... And even a person step on a shoe. All right, there'll be times where somebody step on a shoe and they look at them like, fuck your shoe, nigga. I don't care if you got the new J's on. Them shit's ugly anyway. And I step on them again and it's like, all right, here we go. More nigga moments. But then there's times where somebody step on somebody's shoe and they actually be like, my bad, I'm so sorry. And this motherfucker still wanna fight them. These moments are stupid. Nigga moments happen every day. On all places of the planet. Putin. Motherfucker has a nigga moment. That's why the war war started. Nigga moment. Ego. Impulse. Not assessing the situation. Y'all gotta think out there, people. Y'all gotta think out there. You feel me? And I know y'all like, nigga moments, but well, does that pertain to the women too? Hell yeah! I'll wipe my glasses off. I think women be having more nigga moments than men. In my opinion. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, women be, I done seen more fights between women. And they have their own little nigga moments, be off of impulse, just going off of just straight emotion and don't assess the situation. God, God, God. Good lord! She, she, she. Be like, damn! Be like, why are they, why, why are them two women fighting over there? Oh, she looked at her and said her makeup was poo. Excuse me? What? Why are they fighting again? Oh, because she looked at her man in a funny way. She just looked at her, there's nothing else. Yeah. (laughs) They don't even know each other. (sighs) Man. Man, bro. Man, pull on nigga moments, man. Oh, my God. (sighs) But I just wanted to bring this up because literally what happened last night in my eyes was a nigga moment. It was a moment off the impulse. It was a moment off of just sheer adrenaline. No thinking was involved. It was um, just straight action from zero to one hundred, just little bing. You feel me? And real talk, like I don't know. They saying they might take away Will Smith Oscar. That could be very detrimental because this is the first one he ever won. But I'm just bringing this into light because nigga moments can ruin your life. I mentioned it earlier. There's many things that it can ruin for you. And this is like, you know, I, I've i done been victim of nigga moments myself. I'm not saying I'm holier than thou. Hell no. But uh, I've done grown up a lot. And I ain't had a nigga moment in a very long time. Because I used this thing inside our goddamn noggin called called a brain. And I assess the situation. And I ain't got beef with nobody. So People got beef with me. I don't know about it. Y'all let me know out there. But yeah, man. People out there in the comments or whatever. Y'all ever had a nigga moment and y'all be like. Where either y'all caused the nigga moment. Or y'all were in a nigga moment. And he was like, what the hell is going on? Why am I in this? Y'all let me know in the comments down below. I want to hear y'all stories. You feel me? Um, always try to get solutions. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't have solutions. Sometimes I don't have the answers. I don't the fuck know. But the solutions to this is like, we have to think better. We have to assess the situation. We acting off of impulse can be very detrimental. And I ain't saying off of emotions, cause you know we always act off of emotions. But impulse and just reactionary and not thinking things through. We have to be better with that. Have to be better with that. You feel me? I hate this too, black men and elites. You, you know what? Not even gonna, I told you, I ain't gonna get into dirty details today. Y'all gonna check out the other show. You feel me? The Serious Glare. Blah. <laughs> ah, man. The nigga moments, man. Oh, God. It could be entertaining, but I fucking hate them. Get them out of here. God damn it. Ooh-wee! All right, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what segment we about to get into. We about to get into the sad segment. Ooh. Hey, man, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to get this up on the air horns, you feel me? Because I actually like this movie. And I actually caught this movie when it was out in theaters in 2018, January. You feel me? And we going to go over Sorry to Bother You. And it's on Netflix. It's on other platforms, but I saw it on Netflix, all right? And I saw it in theaters when it came out. Like I said, January twentieth, twenty eighteen. I felt this movie was good. It was comedy. Actually, rewatching it, it was more funnier than I thought. And it had a lot more messages where I couldn't. I couldn't catch it theaters. You know why? Because I couldn't pause it. And on Netflix, I, I was able to pause it. I was like, wait a minute. It had one of slavery at work, and it had the niggas at the uh, the company. Uh, don't worry, and they all in a little jumpsuit like it's prison. Concentration camps. Uh, let, before I get into the dirty details of the movie, let me tell you the statistics. Stat teacher. <laughs> Ooh. All right. IMDb gave it a 6.9. Hey, man. What's up, IMDb? I've been seeing a lot of 6.9s, bruh. What the hell's going on, bruh? I see where your mind's at, IMDb. <laughs> And uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 93%. So, uh, they're kind of split right now, you feel me? And, know, uh, I'm more on the side of the Rotten Tomatoes, you know what I mean? So we're going to give them a a, f- a frick credit. <laughs> so we're going to do this. F*** them, them. See, they did it on one hand, but the other ones, you feel me, because it's half and half. And the people gave it 80%. Okay, I can deal with that. That's like a B. You feel me? I could get why some people might be, but uh, hey man, I with this movie, bruh. Get this movie a goddamn hand clap, man. Y'all, did this I I was in tune. I like the messaging. I like the color palette. I like how it was directed. Hey, it was directed by Boots Riley. Yeah that shit was fire, though. Everything, you know what I mean? It was. It was made in Oakland, my hometown, baby. More is exciting when I see films. Made from my hometown, Show the Barton all that you feel me. I like the color palettes. I like how it made it. It was very like comic bookish. You feel me? And also, maybe it could be me. I could be wrong, but when I was watching it, I was getting to feel like yo, they could have turned. They could turn this into a cartoon and kind of made it like a series. I don't know if they could have. They could put these niggas as cartoons and it would still be a, probably even more funny because you could put more like animation, all types of shit. But, uh, this is a star-studded cast. And, uh, it had Lakeith Stanfield. And I think this is the only movie I've ever seen him in where he... You know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Well, he was grimy in this movie, too. God damn it, Lakeith Stanfield. Are you trying to tell us something? What are you trying to tell us? Is this secret messaging? Are you really grimy in life? Are you a scummy scum? I don't believe it. But every movie you play, you play a scummy scum character. And he was the main character. Well, one of them, you know. He was Cassius Cash Green. He even got a scummy goddamn name. <laughs> oh, man. Had this masterpiece of a woman. Tessa Thompson. Hubba, hubba, And her character was Detroit. You know why? Cause she's from Detroit in this movie. But Tessa Thompson, oh, wait, incredible actor. Oh my God, and she's a masterpiece. Oh, <sighs> <laughs> had Jer, uh, Jermaine, F- uh, I'm up. Jermaine Fowler, this nigga's a comic, nigga funny as hell. He was uh, Cash's uh, we gonna just call his name Cash Green. He was Cash Green' best friend at first. You feel know I me? Mean? And his character was Salvador, had Amari Harwick. Y'all know him off of power. He was a main guy off of power. Alright? He was ghost. In this movie, I mean his name was basically ghost also. Is this nigga secret messaging too? Do you play all characters that supposed to be like secretive? Anonymous? His character name was Mr. Blank. We don't we just gonna put Ghost. They had Danny Glover in there, you feel me? They had Terry Crews, and of course, Terry Crews play a goddamn landlord. Mm-hmm. Y'all characters. <laughs> All these goddamn secret messaging, bruh. What the hell going on? <laughs> goddamn. What in the Harriet Blue hell is going on? Ah, man. They had way more characters, bruh. Y'all did your thing, man. All right, kudos to y'all. This was an American surrealist black comedy sci-fi f-ing film, and like I said, I I loved all the direction, the color palette, the way they was going with it. The comedy was funny to me. This was a great movie. Um, so the plot of the movie was basically I'm gonna just give y'all the plot. Then I'm gonna give y'all the dirty detail, details. The plot of the movie was, uh, Cash Green, and he was just a black man. Getting a job as a telemarketer, and it it was showing a bunch of conspiracy uh, with (laughs) big companies and what was really going on and showing how, like, how he had to move up in the ranks. He had to use his white voice. Hello there. How are you doing today? Oh, cheerio. How's it going? That shit is true, though. I used to work in telemarketing, and when I talk like this, click, click. No, we don't want your product. But when I was like, Hello, sir, how's your day today? Oh, I'm living in San Diego where you know the sun is green and the blue. And you're just talking very white and just like, Oh, oh my god, dear, it's just so good over here. Like, you had a character in the world, I got sales, and that's what was happening in the breath. And he started moving up in the ranks because he had to use his white voice. Then he started saying, Like, bro, this company is a bunch of bullshit, but his partners were. Oh, they were fighting the company. You feel me? They were protesting and all that. And he turned his backs on his homies until he found out what was really going on. That that's the gist of the story. And like, you know, they living in Oakland. They first he was living out of his garage, and then they start he he start becoming an exceptional talent. And essentially, what they do to our black men that are exceptionally talented, they start throwing money at them. And the, the motherfuckers start changing. And even in this movie, they had a nigga moment. Him and his bruh. Now, that nigga moment was a little different. It wasn't like Stinkman and Granddad off the boondocks. It was more like, how you doing today? I'm doing good, how you doing, brother? I see you got some new cologne on. You smell good as hell. Yeah, you smell good too, motherfucker. Oh, word, I want to take you out to the bars. Me, too. I'm going to buy all the drinks, nigga. Oh, I hope you do. Matter of fact, nah, I'm going to buy your drinks. Y'all know the deal. That's how they're <laughs> they we're having a polite nigga moment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, speaking of nigga moments, Seinfeld had a lot of nigga moments too. We ain't y'all don't wanna talk about that though. <laughs> but yeah, he was starting out he got a job and then Tessa Thompson character, Detroit she's an artist, you feel me? And she likes, and this is the one in the message for specifically my black men, but for men out there a woman like you for you and the purpose you do. You feel me? Not your motherfucking money. And if she does like you for your money, well, she's a digger of the gold. And you don't want to be with that woman anyway. But most women like you for you and the purpose that you are having. You feel me? And that was the thing. You feel me? She's an artist. She f***ed with Cash Green. And she liked his purpose. He was more interested in talking about suns exploding and all this other shit. And then he started getting money and then he started being an NPC, basically. No interest, just all about money. You know, his crib and shit was like look at fly. He was getting off flyer and had to fly suits. He lost his woman. Gained her back though, because he got back on his purpose. But yeah, message for you motherfuckers out there. Alright? Remember that. Mm. But yeah, he, he started doing good and then like um his uncle Terry Cruz was like letting him live in a garage and he basically was telling him, like, yo, bro, I need the money, bro for the mortgage. You feel me? I can't pay. And they don't kick me out. So, start started doing a call. That, uh, there was a call center, telemarketing. And they worked for this company called uh, it was like Worry Free. And the CEO, <laughs> Steve Lift, haha, motherfuckers, I get the joke. Um, He was like this whole carefree, don't give a damn, but you know, these motherfuckers be on some grimy shit. They was basically selling slave labor. They were having people in concentration camps and it looked like prison from the commercials and stuff and it was getting super cheap labor super cheap <laughs> so essentially uh he bumped into uh, danny glover at the call center and casual was like man why is this shit not working and danny glover was like well you're using the wrong voice you're using your black voice you gotta use your white voice hey sir how you doing today?" How's the weather? <laughs> oh yeah, me and my fellows at the country club today, we went out and, you know, shot a couple of holes and then, you know, we made millions off the backs of uh, a lot of minorities today. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Oh, sounds like you had a lovely day. Now let me tell you about this product, Worry Free, where uh we could cut your cost in half. You already doing slave labor, but uh we could cut it in even more half. Oh, that sounds marvelous. Shit like that. You know what happened? Sales went through the roof. Go on. Because he used his white voice. Then he started getting all the perks. And all that shit. But then he started losing grip of himself. And he started losing his friendships. Because he was so uh, tied into going up in the ranks. Getting the money and all that. And then they had another thing. About, see. this the gold digging woman. The, the white chick. She was all like oh, you're all successful now? Damn, like, you're looking sexy as fuck. Damn. All on a nigga. And it's like, oh my God, like, I can't believe it. Oh, because it's like, they have the lower tier floor where everybody at, and then it's like the upper echelon room, and you go up an elevator, a bunch of numbers, and then, like, once Cash Green got into that elevator with the white chick with the promotion, white chick was all over. Oh my God, like, you are so powerful. Oh, I hope you have a great day. And even the elevator talk of bullshit like, yo, hope you didn't beat off today because you're about to have a super day. You have all the semen retention, so you're going to be great. Nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, essentially he started losing touch with his friends because they were basically, and they had this one Asian character, Squeeze, which, uh, he was a nigga you had to watch out for. Because, I mean, he was for the fight. But at the same time, he was trying to get Tessa Thompson. Uh, I keep saying Tessa Thompson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Detroit, he kept trying to get her. You know, saying little slick shit. Trying to get her and shit. And then, you know, they had a one-night stand. But, you know, it didn't work out. She really still loved Cash Green. You feel know I me? Mean? <laughs> but he started being a sellout. But, uh, essentially... He got the group together, and he was like, yo, we gotta fight the power of B. We gotta fight the man, the company. They bullshitting. And they had a walkout, and it had, like, you know, at first, uh, the walkout happened. They protested, and they protest every day, trying to stop them getting from, they call it the picket line or the picket fence. And they stopped them, and then they had, like, a whole army. and protest, gear. Get the fuck out the way. They got the work to produce. And then... Cash Green at first, you know they had him in off of there like, and he was like, "Man, G-g-g- you motherfuckers, y'all gonna fire me? Y'all gonna suck my dick?" And they were like, "Nah, we promoting your ass. You a great, you a great boy. You were giving us numbers. What happened? Send them up to the upper echelon. And this where uh, Mister he has the white voice all all time until like the very end. And he was telling them like, "Yo, man, you know, t- welcome." To the upper floor, this is how we sell, and he basically told him like, "Yeah, we sl- we sell a slave labor. That's it. Up here we sell slave labor. Down the lower shit, they were selling. I don't even know what they selling. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, bro, like, so then he started getting money, turn on his friends, and all that shit happened. And then what happened was Tessa T- Detroit had her art exhibit, and her and Cash Green was already broken up. He kind of won her back at shit." And then, like, he, she was telling him, like, nah, go, do, go to the party. You acting like a fool right now. And her art exhibit was, was like, it was kind of weird. They were, like, throwing shit at her and throwing coins and bullets and, uh, f-ing water balloons with juice in it? I don't the fuck know. And he was like, stop this shit. What the f- going on? And she was like, get the f- out of here. This is part of my art show. You f- it up. So he went to the party to meet that dude, Steve Lip. And... Just how it is, I, I don't know. I, I ain't never met a, a rich white person in the elite class, but they always say they on some weird shit. And this party was on weird shit. They was hitting the the the, the snow white booger sugar. You feel me? All having fun and talking and it's oh my god and you know, and then they made them rap and they were like, Oh, you know how to rap, you're a black dude and he said Nigga shit, nigga, nigga, nigga shit, and they all saying it's like, oh, uh, cringy. But this' how these motherfuckers be, bro. And then, essentially, it was like, okay, this nigga, uh, Steve Lift wanted to have a private meeting with Cash Green because he doing so well. And what happened was, uh, Mister tell them was like, yo, bro, like, uh, then he got in his black car, was like, bruh, just the opportunity, take it, whatever. So then they had the they had the, uh, the meeting, and then Cash Green, he, like, sniffed a line of this. He thought it was coke, but it wasn't. It was some type of formula that's turning these men into horses so they could be more productive and have more br- productivity. What was happening is them turning into horses is f***ing up their molecular system and atoms in their bodies, and they, they f***ing hurting, and they're beating them, and... Beating him in submission and shit. It's like some slave shit, for real. And, um, if yeah, bro sniffs the shit, and then Steve Lift start like, he was, he was, uh, bro has to go to the bathroom, and Steve Lift wants to show him the clip or something, but then he's like, nah, I gotta go to the bathroom. So he went to the bathroom, went in the wrong door, and that's when he found the horse people. You feel me? And then, like, he was like, oh, hell no, nigga, I got to get out of here. And then he showed him the video, and he showed bro sniffing it, and he was like, what the f*** King. you give me? Is this this horse transformation shit? What the fuck? <laughs> and then, like, see Lil have a gun and show him the shit. And he was like, no, bruh. I want to give you 100 mil for five years, you know, to control the horse people. You feel me? And bro was like, hell no. And so, essentially what happened was, bruh uh, end up leaving. And he's scared. And he go back to uh, Detroit. And he, like, he was like, I don't know what happened, bruh. I don't know, man. I'll snatch some shit. They carrying me the horse. Da, da. And he lost his phone in the spot, but the phone was recording. So then, essentially, he started being on this political movement shit. Like, yo, they fuck, they are on some bullshit over here. They turning people into horses and making them slaves and stuff like that. And then nobody was listening until he went on this stupid show. Uh, it's called I Got My Ass Kicked. And it was just stupid <laughs> and, you know, mine. Uh, just, uh, what is, what is that shit called? Where it's just not conducive for you? Damn, I forget what type of TV that is. But that's the show. You went on there, they got 150 million uh, viewers. And he showed the video clip. And then shit starts spiraling out of control. And then what happened was, actually, Steve Lift Company went through the fucking <laughs> roof. Ain't that about a arch? <laughs> went through the roof. The stock, IPA, went all through the roof. IPO. I said IPA. That's a beer. It went through the roof. It come, and then then they were like, all right, we gotta take matters in our own hand. Oh, and at the end of the day, Cash grand and Detroit got back together because he's back on his purpose. Then he freed the horse people, and one of the weird things, Steve, was, and me, I don't know, weird do white men do this shit. He was like, but bro, you are gonna have a horse cock. You're gonna have a big ass dick. It's like, nigga, what? You weird motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah. Then he freed the horse people let them out they start they start fighting back against all the, the people and shit like that everything kind of get destroyed or whatever and then like it starts showing that like oh this company bad and now the company went downhill and uh they essentially all the workers got what they wanted they got their equal pay and all that and then at the end he brought all his fly ass shit from the one apartment back into the garage because he's getting it back to his essence and his self and at the very end literally he turned into a horse and it showed that at the end he gathered up the horse people and he go went to go whoop steveless ass in the movie wow bunch of message in there this was a great movie i i i i like this movie you feel me hand clap for y'all hell yeah Oh um, yeah, a lot of messaging, a lot of stuff. Uh, once again, that was uh, Sorry to Bother You on Netflix. Ooh, like I always say, I don't deter you or encourage you to watch movies, films, or albums. I just tell you my spiel, give you my opinion. Y'all say in the comments below, how y'all feel about this movie? I want to know what y'all thought. Anyway, uh, snaps. Y'all know what time we about to get into. Oh, we, we about to get into me time. Oh, snaps. And I got some juice names memes for y'all. Oh. Ooh. All right. So, you know, we talked about, sorry, not to bother you. Uh, you know what I mean? Telemarketing. We all done worked telemarketing before. And I got a little telemarketing me. You know how like you got to say the word and be like, yo, uh, you know, A is for Adam. C is for cat. Yeah, that shit. Alright, ain't got bro, he on the phone, he like Ooh. And it and it reads Was that a B or a D? I said B. B as in Bog. <laughs> bog <Bulk>? What? What? <laughs> oh my god. Be as in ball, yeah, really. You have to talk to these people like this. You like <laughs> funny story. This really happened yesterday. So I was chilling. It was me, my brother Chuck, and then uh, my brother, and my roommate Jared, and he on the phone, and he's uh, cause he works at a nightclub. Somebody called in, and they he was telling them the email like, yo, for the email you gotta go to Gary at Park SD. Dot blah blah blah. And then he was like, yeah, Gary, G as in uh, grandpa, A as in Adam, R as in really, Y as in you. And she literally, that's what she said. She was like, uh, Jerry, like J-E-R-R-Y. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> what? What? Jerry? No, he said Gary. And he spelled it out for you. And you still didn't understand. (laughs) Alright y'all man. You know we talked earlier bro. We talked about nigga moments bro. And I had to get a meme. And nigga moment came from the boondog. And we got Riley right here. You feel me. And it reads. Damn this can't be happening. Nigga moment. Chat at your own risk. I say squeeze it. (laughs) That's what they say. But no. That's really what happened. When it comes to nigga moments, you really be thinking like, "Damn, I, what the hell is happening? I can't believe this is happening right now." That's man. this is really how it be, bro. You be like in disbelief. How is this happening? Why is this happening? How can this be? <laughs> oh man! All right, so. We got the uh, black Power Ranger. Y'all remember the black Power Ranger? He had like the little gold name. It was all gold. Ugh. You feel me? Looking fly as hell. All right, and it reads how it feels to have the black turtleneck with the chain combo. Oh, snaps! You really be feeling like this for real? Hell yeah! <laughs> You got the black turtleneck with the chain. You feeling all powerful and shit. I done it one time, all right? I need to go back to it, though. I like the look. I, you know, I might get some turtlenecks on here and stuff. Y'all gonna be like, damn, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Jeez! Oh, man. I appreciate y'all out there, bruh. If y'all watching, if y'all listening, get yourself a goddamn hand clap. Hell yeah! Got the kids watching! woo This was another episode of The Gab. I'm your host, Kamal. Oh, snap i like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop gonna be in the description below. Y'all go check it out! For my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video out of the channel booming! But I do need to tell y'all to sub and share. Sub and share. I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, and I'm on SoundCloud. All you got to do on all those platforms is either type in The gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. Bow, and I pop right up. Oh, my goodness. On that note, I'm out of here, y'all. Peace. So, that's like he's a like, bow on your ass. <laughs> this was good. This was good.